Hello and welcome to what's the name of the show? Live two SM fifty sevens and the truth. And the truth. Hosted by Live from Astro. <laughs> right. And we're David and Richard. Yeah, we're Richard and David. Here with you as always. Every uh, Friday at roughly this time. The tax bill is going to the Senate. Hello, Martha. <laughs> Hello, hey, Martha. my sweetie. How are you, How you doing? doing today? I'm doing fine. This is Martha from Astros. And I'm taking care of these gorgeous guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're sweet. Not well, like me. You know, we did say in the title of our show that we're only going to tell the truth. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I don't you, lie unless it's necessary, and not in this case. <laughs> so, thank you. Uh, today, I think that I'm going to do something different. I, um, you want to get this out of the way? Oh, you got to. Oh, you got to. No, no, no. We'll see you in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, take your time. Yeah. All, right. All right. Thank you, you Martha. Just scream at me. And, hey, come and take <laughs> Okay, great. All right. All right. I Ladies and gentlemen, that, like, the Astro has basically laid out a red carpet for us. It's been great. I, we've gone from total trepidation to <laughs> hiding in the back. We're at this point celebrated guests. Yeah, yeah, I think. yeah Martha like staved the table for us in the back. I walked in and I asked for Martha's section, and I was pointed toward any booth, and so I chose one completely front and center uh, at the window in the main room. But bold. then it's Martha bold. had kind of reserved the the back corner booth for us, which yeah. is great. Yeah. It's the week of December 15th. The tax bill is going to the Senate. The Thomas fire is 15% contained. Uh, net neutrality hangs in the balance. You yeah. can hear about all of this today <laughs> on many other podcasts. Um, you, was, you have your shit together today, man. Well, I went out to dinner last you night. Had, you, I've already seen you pull out an email with bullet points on it, and you have a... Is this part of a paper bag? Let's start bag? with the email, okay? I'm prepared today. I have a full list of people who have asked to be on this podcast unsolicited. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm going to call them out by name. <laughs> Michael Grant Terry, I'm calling you out. Uh, Keith Esch, Caitlin's brother. Mm-hmm. He asked to be on. Uh, but he suggested 2020 when he's visiting Los Angeles. So the year 2020. We have plenty of time to work out our guest policy before <laughs> he's then. He's not coming to Los Angeles until 2020. Uh, Russell Quinn, my favorite British person living in Los Angeles. Um, I saw he tweeted something yes, that yesterday. Right, yeah. About the show. I, I put a tweet out asking for topic su- suggestions, and he said, I believe his response was, who's your favorite British bud who you're going to have on the show in January? Because he's in the UK until January. Oh, I thought it said British lady. I think he said British bud. Oh. I call him Bidzy. That's my nickname for him. Hmm. And he calls me Hop Out. Because I read that tweet and I was like, who's this British lady who's going to be visiting Richard? Maybe he's suggesting that, and that we invite like, his wife well, on the show. I thought it was like some joke about the queen. but it doesn't Oh, make yeah. It's, it's very dry British humor. You wouldn't understand. No, it's not true. I just don't know how to read. All right, continuing on the list. Uh, I feel like Alex Braverman maybe wants to be on because he commented on my Instagram about this. I want some part of this. <laughs> well. Everybody does, baby. Uh, Braden Graber. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw him with you. Right, right. We saw him at the, the show that we went to together. We went to the Grizzly Bear show together mm-hmm. at the Wiltern on Wednesday. That was fun. Yeah, In was celebration great. of your birth. Happy birthday. Thank and, you. Okay, not to skip ahead because I have a list no, of fact uh-huh, checks uh-huh. as well, but... You said erroneously <laughs> earlier on this podcast that you were 34 years old. Yeah, it turns out I did not know how old I was. And that was brought to my attention by my wife, who reminded me that I'm actually 35 turning 36. So I lost so a year. David has aged two years <laughs> since we started this podcast two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. This is our third week. And then some of my 
well, it was you or Dennis was like, man, that's so, you're so lucky that you don't know how old you are. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, what? we were both kind of tripping out on that because, yeah, he was like, could you ever imagine not knowing what age you are? And I was like, actually, no, I know exactly the age that I am and I think about it. Yeah. Um, that's just not how I David Weinberg rolls. I think about it once rolls. a year when it's your birthday. That's the only time you really have to think about how old you are, right? It's the only time you have to check the number. <laughs> you have to, like, get called out on it, you know? All right, last person on my list is Courtney Peranto from I'll Have What She's Having, the podcast that I mentioned last time I was interviewed on. Are you okay? Well, oh, David yeah, just hit I'm his fine. funny I'm bone fine. on the table. I'm fine. I'm fine. hard, solid like, American wood. I feel like maybe she shouldn't be in that category. She suggested a collabo podcast. Right, you went on her show. And I think that... That's different than someone who doesn't even have a podcast, being like, oh, I'll come on your podcast. Right, exactly. She wasn't like, well, you have a podcast. Obviously, I'm going to be interviewed on it. Uh, No, and Courtney, I would love to do that sometime. We'll figure it out. But I think that she doesn't know we only record here. Yeah. I think she hadn't clicked play yet, but... um, Okay, and she's unwilling to come to the Astro. But I told her that I mentioned her on the last podcast. Now I'm going to tell her that I mentioned her on this one. So we expect you'll listen to three solid hours of us chatting, Courtney. Um... And thank you for the thoughtful interview, by the way. A list of people who have listened. Uh, Keith is a repeat. Uh, Caitlin's brother. Colin Campbell. Yeah, Colin listened. I, don't Colin, know, I can't remember which episode. He, oh, he must have listened to episode two because he The talked. executive producer of original content at Audible listened to apparently an entire hour of us just sitting here talking. <laughs> Colin, I'm sorry and thank you. Yeah. I He's a really generous way. dude, it seems like. I don't know if it's a good sign of the show that whenever I know that someone listens to it, part of me wants to just, like, be like, I'm sorry. Yeah, right. No, that's maybe that's our new tagline. <laughs> We're Two sorry. 57s and the Truth by David and Richard. We're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> Nick White uh, listened. He did? Yeah, he actually coined the phrase that maybe we should also use as a tag or some sort of in some sort of promotion of this. The best way to get someone to listen to your podcast is to tell them that you mention them on it. Oh, nice. I haven't even talked to him about it. I saw him at your birthday party on Sunday, uh-huh. and he, he said that you guys were at the KCRW holiday party the night before, and everybody was talking about your new podcast. They're like, what's this new podcast really? you announced? Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. And I said, you, you're mentioned on it, and uh, we're going to record with Nick tonight the story that I'm doing for KCRW at your house, apparently. Yeah, yeah. In my new studio. I built a new studio this week. Oh, it's done? In my house. That's where we're recording. Yeah, in my attic. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, it's not done yet, but I got a few more hours to get it done. I'm going to be the inaugural. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Apparently, somebody else is coming, too, who's doing another... Solomon, the host. Right. who's a great stand-up comedian. I'm looking forward to meeting him. He's got an album out right now, Comedy Central Special. Oh, great. He's going to climb this stairs, this this ladder into my attic. Yeah. It's like all this... Fiberglass insulation is still exposed. That sounds great. There's like piles of bricks in the yard because we toppled these giant columns. I saw that. You sent me a video of you knocking a brick column down yesterday. Yeah. And now your house is being held up by one two by four? Four four by fours. Do you know what you're doing? No, but my friend Dennis does. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, he does. But he leaves like today, right? He's out the door today. And then everyone shows up. The house up. is still standing. <laughs> hey, we'll see. <laughs> Temporarily at least. Okay, knocking down this list. John Laplastriate, my friend from high school, he listened to both episodes within 24 hours and basically like live responded in text uh, to me, including with some fact checks. Yeah, we have a lot of fact checks. I feel like we have a couple fact checks. To I don't go. remember. That's what the most next list. Let's get through this. And John, thank you for listening. But as I said to you via text, I think you're listening too hard. Um, <laughs> my dad. Uh, Matt Frasica. Maybe. Well, you got a lot of things to say, but that's where we're gonna get to that later. We're gonna get to fact checks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Matt Frassica, I think, listened to it. We talked on the phone, and he said something about someone he knew who he's the Santa Barbara reporter for KCRW now, and he's like, speaking of KCRW, I didn't oh, know you were doing that thing with David Weinberg. Oh, he said, I didn't know you were working on that. And I said, well, as you can tell, if you listen, I'm hardly working. And then just massive guffaws and, like, unstoppable <laughs> laughter. So um, I don't know if he actually listened. Yeah. Uh, but thanks slash... Anyway, going down... Oh, Caitlin listened. Uh, cool. Yeah, and uh, full list of people who... I listened to it last night in the car, the first half of episode two with you Dennis. You listened to our podcast? Yeah, well, we were driving down to Long Beach. With Dennis? Yeah, and uh, I went to a bachelor party in Sunken City. It was amazing. That's Maybe we'll talk about it oh, later. Oh, great. But... Um, yeah, he's like, I was like, what do you want to listen to? And he's like, oh, I want to hear that show you make. And I was like, oh, God, like, this is a new experience. Like, You're like, can we just it. put on Sublime? <laughs> I did put on Sublime <laughs> on the way home. Because I was like, we're down in Long Beach. We should listen it's to kind Sublime. kind of a classic, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're on those freeways. Some of the acoustic stuff I love. When you're yeah. on the 710, yeah. smash 40 ounces to freedom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, what was it like listening, especially listening with a friend yeah. live? I mean, I chuckled a few times, but, uh, but then I cringed a lot, too, because I'm just like, ugh. So, fact checks. I don't have a list of those, but we apparently... We already addressed my age. That's fixed. All right, we addressed your age. But apparently I disputed your claim last week that the Caesar salad was invented in Mexico. I didn't Oh, recall. I don't I do know that recall. you disputed it. I was just making a joke. But, in fact, it was invented yeah, in I Mexico. Know. it was. So, fact check that. And, uh, oh, apparently, this is more of, not a fact check, but it's like a malapropism, uh... I said on the first episode, we refuse the right to offer service to anybody. What's Instead of we retain the right to refuse service to anybody. What? There's no retain. Or something. Well, what is the language normally? I'm looking around for a sign. Anyway, we have the right to refuse service. That was today. John Laplastre. He pointed out that I said we refuse the right. Oh, yeah. That does make sense. It does not make sense. I mean, sense. it does make sense that that's that it's a, a fact wrong, check. That, that's yeah. A, yeah. Um, what else? I think that that's it. Yeah, everything else was truthful. But I want to talk about the architecture here because we right. brought that up on the first episode and we didn't really get into it and I've done some cursory uh, research. This place is an example of what's called Googie architecture. That's capital G-O-O-G-I-E, named after Googie. Googie's, which was a coffee shop in West Hollywood uh, built by the architect John Lautner I think in the 40s, which is when this style started. And basically, it's a Southern California style of architecture that... It's like a Lautner ripoff, basically. Well, actually, I'll get to this. The the people who uh, built this place, I think, are the foremost exemplars of this style. Because this architecture firm is also the architectural firm that is behind such iconic L.A. landmarks as Norms on La Cienega. Oh, yeah. Great sign. Uh, pans out by the airport, uh, which I've always been curious to go to on La, La Tijera, I think it is. Um, what you know, a lot of the car washes around here, and they also created the templates for both Bob's Big Boy and I believe Denny's. Wow. Uh, back then, mid-century modern kind of. I think they're under the umbrella of mid-century modern um, that were franchised around around all of the United States. They were called Armit and Davis. That's A-R-M-E-T and Davis. Davis. That was the firm. And uh, There are a lot of architects. Those are two men, um, but a lot of architects work there. And so what this style is all about is it, it borrows from 
car culture and sort of a sense of like futurism and the idea of space travel that was floating around in the post-war era. Yeah. So you get a lot of like, I mean, weird geometric shapes floating. I think that like probably everybody already has it in their head, like what it is. They're like starbursts. There's a lot of like, um, you know, cantilevers and like just big geometric shapes, basically as kind of an antidote to what was also in fashion at the time, which is like form follows function architecture, yeah. like Schindler houses, Neutra, that type of thing that Silver Lake is known for, but all of Los Angeles is known for what we're sitting in. Uh, Googie's is no longer there, mm. uh, but you know this place has been used for a location, not in Tarantino films, but in like a lot of shows. Um, like the 101 Cafe, you know, on Franklin, mm -hmm. that, that style. So this is a Googie that we're in. Nice. I had no idea. But a lot of them have been demolished. The ones that stand are like coffee shops and a few car washes. Yeah, I feel like we need to come up with a new tagline that involves the term Googie in it. Googie is such a good word, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And I wonder what the provenance of that is. I didn't get that far. Um, never been to Googie's. I don't think it was ever there in my lifetime. You know, I grew up here. I don't know if we've mentioned this on the show. <laughs> I grew up in Los Angeles, not far from here. Uh, definitely grew up going to Norm's. Russell, to call back to our British friend who sent some questions in via, via tweet, mentioned the car wash across the street. Right. And in a way, that car wash, although not architecturally, kind of borrows from some of the like aesthetic cues of Googie architecture. like. Uh, the signage, for example. Yeah. There's a lot of neon signage in Googie architecture. I think there's a lot of like big glass, like the outdoors area is glassed in. Um, anyway, we're kind of sitting inside a uh, iconic LA landmark, and I think we undersold that. Well, not so much undersold as just we're unaware of it. <laughs> That's right. We hadn't Googled Googie. Yeah, these are, the, these are the discoveries that happen when you have a hit show, you know, and people listen and tell you things about what you're talking about. And then, uh, the listener engagement has been off the charts because yeah. it's probably sitting at about 85 or 90% engagement, I yeah. think. You know, I mean, do you think place. there's anyone that listened to it that we are not aware of? Do I don't know. Oh, so we ran into some people on the way out last time. Oh, yeah. Do they They approached you? me and asked me, yeah, I thought I CC'd you on the response, but they, uh, they approached me. They said, excuse me, were you recording a podcast over there? I said, in fact, we were. <laughs> And I gave uh, both of them a business card, and I got an email that evening, and I sent them a link to what was, at that point, I think just the first episode, maybe the first two. These go up within 24 hours. We're still very Spartan and uh, dogmatic about yeah. our rules. Um, so I, w I wanted to talk about Googies, and now we've done that. All right. Were there any Googies where you grew up? No. I grew up in Aurora, Colorado. There were no Googies. We didn't have... Wow, that must have been exciting for the Wayne's World connection. Uh, it was. I was a huge Wayne's World fan. I had a Wayne's World hat that had the fake hair coming out of the back of it, so you looked like Wayne. Wow. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. I used to do a big Garth impression. But you know that's not Aurora, Colorado. It's based on Aurora, Illinois. Aurora, Illinois, so. that's right. But just the mere mention of the word. Yeah. <laughs> Since chills. But since then, now when you say Aurora Cloud, everyone just thinks of the Batman shooting. And uh, it's like That's no true. one remembers Wayne's World. Anyway. <laughs> so 
I think we'll get to our guest policy eventually. Uh, uh-huh. I think that it's sort of uh, what we call an iterative process. Right. It will require constant discussion. Well, also there's going to be a, like a big logistical article where we have to hurdle. We have to figure out how to record with three microphones. Which. <laughs> That's right. Well, maybe we'll when we put the first. What I suggested today was that we'll start putting these behind a paywall after several oh, episodes. Oh, yeah. So when I walked in here, right. I walked in the restaurant, and I had to pee, and I wanted to pee before we sat down. So, you know, I went, I opened the bathroom door, and you were just standing there looking at me. I think we're ready. Hi, Martha. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Taking care of my people like you guys. <laughs> okay, is this going to be one check? Yeah. I think that we should ask you, though, how was your week? My week means good so far. I don't know about the weekend, but so far, good. Are you off for the weekend, or do you work after work? No, I work. Um, and we're going to be open the 25th. On Christmas? Are you going to work on Christmas? Yeah, Christmas Day and New Year's Day, okay? Oh. So if you don't have place to go, we're open. Thank you. Yeah, come to the Astro if you have nowhere to go on Christmas or New Year's. Martha, you've been working here for 37 years. Right. How many Christmases and New Year's have you worked? 37, honey. Really? <laughs> you always work on Christmas? I, only one year I didn't work. Huh. What happened? I said, no, not today. But then every other year I go, huh. <laughs> It was my day off, but I uh, said, no, no. I yeah. have to wait over seven years, and I never take off, so. Yeah. And, this, and Monday is my day off, and I'm going to work. You're going to work? Yeah. But I'm going to be, I'm going to start at 9, so it's not that bad. Yeah. We can go to bed late. So this is a 24-hour place. Do you ever work the night shift? Yes. Not too many days, but yes. Completely different. Well. It's wild at night. Really? It used to, not anymore. Why not? I like it. Because it's not that busy anymore at night. You know, it's a lot of competition. But nothing like Astros. What was, like, the craziest period at the Astro? Uh, It's hard to tell, honey. I didn't work so many, maybe five days in all the 37 years that I've been here. Graveyard, you know. Graveyard shifts? Which is what shift? What are the hours? Uh, 10 to 6 in the morning. Mm. It's terrible. I'm not used to it. Yeah. 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 Do you have any holiday traditions? Like, does this get in the way of your celebrating with your family or anything like that? Well, I do on Christmas Eve, you know. Christmas Eve is the more important. Yes, yes. And uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I work uh, in the morning, Thanksgiving morning, so I can be with my then family. Then you get out of cooking, right? Or do you still have to Hell cook? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you still have to cook the night before. I don't cook. My daughter does. Yeah. Oh, that's good. How old is your daughter? 42. So she was five when you started working here. Right. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think that we're going to keep peeling away (laughs) the layers of Martha as the weeks tick on. And I know you're very busy, so we're going to put in our order. David, I think I'm going to have what he's having this week. Okay, let's see what you're having. Pie? Yeah. You got, um, what do you got today? Uh, let me check, okay? Okay. Let me go check. I'll be right back. Yeah. Were we getting her in trouble? Did that woman come over to be like... Were we getting her in trouble? No, I don't think so. Okay, good. Look, she's been here for 37 years, and she's worked 36 Christmases and New Year's. She's not allowed to get in trouble here, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. She's been working here longer than I've been alive. Me too. 
In fact, even longer in my case, because I know that I'm still 35. You just turned 36. I'll be 36 in March 14th. I thought it was curious that the one Christmas she took off, I wonder when that was, what that Christmas was like, because yeah. she didn't find reason to ask for it off again. Yeah, no, it's like, never again, I'm like, not working Christmas. But, you know, for a lot of families, like, the Christmas Eve is the bigger celebration. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad to hear that she gets to do that with her family. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that when I started asking her details about her family, that she had a family and all that. It didn't go in the wrong direction. Yeah. I wonder uh, what, so we have to say that there's not going to be an episode next week because I'm going to be out of town. But I that is what, against the rules, I wonder David. what she would say. It's of, like, against the change of travel plans. Well, I can't. When do you leave town? The 19th, I think. It being the 15th today of December. Do you want to pre-record? I think we should pre-record. Okay. And maybe since we're going to break the rules, let's really break the rules and come here at night. Ooh, I like that idea. Maybe even, I guess maybe we won't overlap with Martha, but just to get a different, you know, a different area of the elephant in the Rashomon that is right. the Astro. So let's pre-record one evening okay. this week. What are you doing tonight? You're coming to my house to record a podcast. That's right. We've, <laughs> we've even discussed that. <laughs> we did discuss it. We did. Oh, yeah. We, did. We, we didn't really get into it. But <laughs> There's not really much to get into. Well, we're going to discuss my story that's about flexi discs. The oh uh, yeah, the and I can't paper. believe you actually have a flexi disc. This is right. crazy. David is holding, holding in his in hand, hand a flexi disc that uh, I made with. Well, it was my co-author, the author's idea, Wesley Avila of Gorilla Tacos. We made these flexi discs to promote. You have to explain what a flexi disc is. So a flexi disc is basically any vinyl coated piece of paper that's thinner than a normal record and often smaller than even a 45, like in this case. I mean, this is just a square, it's, it's a, a five rectangle. by seven postcard shape uh, where, yeah, and you can put it on your turntable and actually play it. It's I will do that, I will go home and do that. And what plays on this flexi disc is a custom made uh, sort of throwback house beat, like kind of 90s house sounding song that Wes's nephew, who's like 16, did for us. Nice. And it's called Baby Want to Eat Some Tacos. Nice. And it's are there really lyrics? Good. Those are the lyrics. Oh, nice. And it's just like an addictive, it. pulsing. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to put it on later. And um, Should we put it in the show? Can we edit it in? We could. I mean, that would be breaking another rule. Oh, right. Well, I, I'm. Eh. No, just tell people they have to get one of their own. I should have brought my turntable. <laughs> I have a portable turntable. Uh, we could have plugged it in right <laughs> there. <laughs> Put it right there. But yeah, so you used to see these things a lot, and um, there's a strong connection to food with flexidus. Like, for example, uh, a lot of cereal boxes you could like rip off the back and play some sort of promotional jingle or something I'm like that. I'm surprised this hasn't taken off, given the resurgence of vinyl. More companies aren't like putting out flexi discs. I think, there's I think a you're really interest. ahead of the curve here, Richard. Well, I think there are a lot of collectors, but yeah, not many people. I think there's basically like one or two places in the United States that still make these. Uh, so ahead we found of the groove? Them. Would that be a... 
this was a place, I can't even remember the name of it, but it's in Emeryville, California, which is strangely right down the street from uh, where our publisher is located, uh, 10 Speed Press, which I believe is in Berkeley. It might even be technically em Emeryville. But so we got a full color. Um, the, the cover of the postcard is the cover of our book. And that's also where you put the needle to play it. And on the back, it says Gorilla Tacos Cookbook 10-10-2017. Uh, there's a story about a misprint that I might tell tonight. Uh, and it might end up in the intro to my uh, episode of the music series, Unsung on KCRW. But I won't get into yeah, that Yeah, forthcoming. But actually, when I wrote a story for Lucky Peach about um, one of the three iconic ice cream truck songs... Uh, and, and it's strange and checkered past. Uh, it's called Turkey in the Straw. Hello, apple, Martha. Hey. Hi, sweetie. We have apple, cherry, berry, boys, uh, uh, probably pecan, chocolate cream pie, and lemon meringue and coconut cream pie. Did you say boysenberry? Right. Not berry, not boysenberry. You're getting a pie. Let's get two different pies. That's a good idea. All right. One cream, food, chocolate cream. Chocolate cream. And which one of the berry ones? Just the berry one. Berry. Berry. Okay. With, right. with ice cream with the berry one. Oh, okay. Then yeah. get the other one, no. Yeah, no ice cream. Chocolate cream and berry. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. We're very fashionable here at the Astro. At any rate, I just wanted to say that I wrote this article, and it's all about this piece of music that was a fiddle tune. Strangely enough, nobody knew, but I, well... Other people had figured this out, but I discovered in the course of writing the article that it was also a famous blackface song. Whoa. And then it was used as the uh, chorus melody for a 2006 uh, hip-hop, like, chart-topping hit Whoa. by the rapper uh, Jibs, who grew up in East St. Louis, who just heard an ice cream truck, and he was 16 years old. He just would hear this ice cream truck song and in, in his neighborhood. He didn't associate it with blackface. Um, and he put it in his song, and it became a huge hit. It was called Chain Hang Low. Wow. Uh, but I knew it uh, because it's an old fiddle tune. Yeah. It's like, you know, and so it's an old bagpipe melody, and it has yeah. this crazy history um, that kind of, there's a lot of forks in the road. Uh, but Peter Meehan, who was uh, one of the founders and editors of Lucky Peach, the article I wrote them, the, the magazine I wrote the article for wanted to make a flexi disc of it uh, and put it as an insert in the magazine. Oh, yeah. That's a big way that flexis used to be used. They would come in magazines, you could rip them out and play them, uh, or maybe there would be some sheet music in the uh -huh. magazine and you could play along. Uh, so that was Peter's idea, and I love that idea because that's how I knew flexis. Um, but he couldn't find a place to do it. It was just too pricey. The magazine was always already so like yeah. production heavy. So, but we ended up making a 45. Bill Orcutt, one of like my favorite acoustic guitar players in the world, uh, recorded a very strange sort of like droney version of uh, Turkey in the Straw for us. Cool. Uh, That's the name of the song. It came out as a 45. Yep. That's an, oh, tur everyone knows Turkey in the Straw. Yeah. Turkey in the straw. So it was the the theme to Steamboat Willie, the Whoa. cartoon that became Mickey Mouse. Yeah. It was quoted in Dvorak's uh, New World Symphony. And are people renouncing it now A that it's become of knowledge? Which it's... The first astronauts to land on the moon took with them. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's one of these beautiful things that just encapsulate so much. It was a great article. It, <laughs> I do say so myself. Uh, since the Lucky Peach magazine has folded and uh -huh. their website doesn't exist anymore, if you email me at what's they their email address? The 
yeah, I mean, the thing folded, so. So you can't leave it at the archive? But this was back in the days before Lucky Peach even had a website when it was just a beautiful quarterly magazine, which was really fun. Um, but at, at any rate, if you email me at what's our email address? Theastropod at gmail.com. I will send you a PDF copy of my article. I kind of want to change the email address to like Googie something. Right. Two Googie 57s <laughs> in the truth. Let's just keep iterating. Yeah. No, so you like the Googie thing? Yeah, I like the Googie thing a lot. I mean, I don't want to leave our happy home, but, like, one idea is we could make this just a Southland, you know, movable feast uh, yeah. going to all the different Googies. But I feel like the progress that we're making with the information, the research, and also the Our relationships are developing. Here. I also feel like the chances are that we could get away with this in many other places is pretty, pretty low. Right. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no one cares. Maybe, like... Just public podcasting has just like become a thing now. Public podcasting, <laughs> yeah, it's just totally like, normal. Like, you know, like everyone's not going to restaurants and like everyone's going to be doing podcasts in public places all the time and in uh, a year or two. I'm sure that we're not the only people who meet every week somewhere and record a podcast in public. You think? I would think that that exists. Yeah. Well, we must find our competition and crush them. <laughs> That's exactly it. In any case, that also adds a, a layer of sort of planning and quote-unquote production that we hadn't anticipated. Nor do I, honestly, just I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well put. I mean, there aren't many other Googies that are two blocks from my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Or that are on, you know, your Friday commute to drop off at, at school. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Here's a topic suggested by my father. <laughs> Uh, we should order hamburgers and uh -huh. discuss uh, deforestation as and its effects on the ecology and uh, the climate change as it relates to the cattle industry. Wow! Why did so? That was his. We'll, we'll do some research for next how time. How many? Are we gonna high five. Uh, uh, yeah, let's high five. How, how, how many ideas did he send you? He just he sent me the article about the Caesar salads, uh, where it came from, uh -huh. origins. He sent me this topic idea, and oh, he sent me the article about uh, Googie, or he sent me a list of Googies in Los Angeles. Uh, that's all. Wow. That's all this time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that only he, I think he only listened to the second. Do you episode. think he's going to listen sure. to every episode? I don't know. I I, I kind of doubt it. Who would? Did he say anything about whether he liked it, or was it just here's some ideas? No, it's just, I mean, I w when I solicited ideas um, on Twitter, he. Uh, he responded. Did um, he like the show? I don't know. I mean, he didn't yeah, say I, if he liked it or not. No, I, th I think he liked it. It seems like he liked it. <laughs> I mean, did anyone like the show? I don't know if they would ever tell us if they didn't, right? Yeah. I feel like we've gotten good responses so far. So that's. I mean, deal. you get the sense that people think this is like a lark and that it's going to be over after this <laughs> third episode. I don't know, but we're dedicated to it. I mean, I want it to come out every week. Yeah, we're I just committed to coming out next week. Consistency is the name of the game here. Yeah, I think you're right. So we'll bank the episode next week, and I'll put it live on Friday when you're right. out of town. And there has been some discussion of a paywall. I think we're... Um, My idea was that after a month, you could get the last three to four episodes always for free, but because of the churn of uh, the output... Um, 
Do you want to go back farther than that? Maybe they're behind a paywall, or maybe yeah. they have passwords associated yeah, with them. Yeah, and it's a thousand dollars. Because the whole idea of like listen. putting yourself, like we're being really vulnerable right now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I actually do worry sometimes about things I've said on the show. Do you want to call out anything in particular that no. you're worried about? No. <laughs> and discuss it further. No. It's just uh, I'm used to having control over my words. Exactly. And I don't, we don't have control on this one. You but say it and it's out there. How does <sighs> that make you feel? Mm, it makes me a little nervous sometimes. But then it also makes it fun. You know, it's like. It's a high wire act here at the Astro. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I agree with you, but we discussed this on the first episode. It's part of the reason why we're doing this, right. I think, is yeah. because it is different. It's sort of like jumping in the ocean or having a cocktail. We're traveling. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that we're Speaking seeking which, out new experiences. La- yeah. Um, bravely. Yeah. I had a pretty dramatic run-in with the police last night. It was pretty amazing. Speaking of the ocean. What um, happened? Well, my friend is getting married. Shout out to Marco. He's getting married on Sunday. And his friend Danny organized a birth- uh, birthday party. It was my birthday, but it wasn't a birthday party. It was a bachelor party. And we didn't know what was going to happen. He just, and Marco's a musician. He teaches music uh, at the school on Catalina Island. He's also the station manager of KISL, radio station on Catalina Island. And all his friends are musicians. And so the email just said, hey, everyone, bring your instruments. Meet at Dave's house. His name is Dave Markowitz. At 7 p.m. Not your house. And dress warmly and bring shoes you can hike in. And, and don't go to David Weinberg's house because it's held up by a 4 by 4 And it turned out that the... Uh, it was a trip to Sunken City. Have you ever been to Sunken City? I've been there, yeah. If you don't know, Sunken City is this like urban ruins on these cliffs on the edge of s- the ocean in San Pedro. And so we went at night, and we get there, and Danny pulls out a this stick of camouflage makeup, and we all put camouflage on our faces. And then everyone gathered up their instruments, and we like hiked down to the spot where it was like cut out of the rocks. So we like literally just suspended over the ocean on this cliff, and someone brought one of those self-starting fire logs and we just set it in this little cove and we were just sitting uh, in this cliff overlooking the water just playing music and telling stories and giving advice about marriage and relationships and like it was really fun and intimate and so like then these two cops show up and they're like standing above us shining their lights down on us and like and there's like, like literally like if we walk two feet we there's a cliff so there's Thank literally, like, we're in between two cops and, and the cliff. <laughs> and they, like, shine <laughs> their lights down on us. And we have a fire. And also, all of California's on fire right now. There's, like, a huge right. thing. And I was like, we're Wait, so Wait, is fucked. this, like, a Duraflame log? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're so fucked, you know. And the cop just shines and goes, what's up with the face paint, gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were just like, oh, it's a bachelor party. Um we're, you know, he's getting married, whatever. And uh, cop was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. Normally I'd have to kick everybody out, but I'm going to let you guys have your party. But I need to drop some knowledge on you because part of my job is education. And we're like, okay. And he's like, there's a couple kids from the projects nearby and they're robbing people out here. They pistol whipped a couple a few nights ago. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, but there's 11 of you, so. You can take them. Basically he was like, 
I'm gonna kick everybody else out because a lot of people go there. There's a lot of people around us. Um, but you guys can stay, have a good time. Just be warned. And we're like, okay. And then he left. And oh. then he came back a few minutes later, <clears throat> and he pulled out a laser pointer and he shined it on the water and it went way out into the water. And he just went, pretty sick, huh, guys? <laughs> like, shine this laser <laughs> pointer. And we were like, uh-huh. And then they left. <laughs> so was he Long Beach police or uh, I don't know. I couldn't Pedro? see. I couldn't see. I mean, we were literally like, I mean, Sunken I was just right thinking how dramatic. You... It was, like, cinematic to be, like, yeah, beautiful. with these cops, like, up above us. You know, their feet yeah. were, like, still a good, like, five feet above us, just shining their lights down on us. And we're all just, like, in a circle with camouflage paint on around a dirt flame. And we had booze and, you know, sure. hot and had, you know... But then he said something about the trumpet player, who was really good. And he's like, you really get the trumpet. Oh, wow, he brought a trumpet. We had a trombone. Not, we had, not trying to keep a low profile. We had this amazing plastic trumpet that sounded really cool. Oh, man, the instruments were amazing. We had, like, trumpet, trombone, uh, this thing called a... It's not a zither, but it had a name like a zither. Uh-huh. You, you blow guitars. into it and it has keys or something? Yeah, or? there was percussion instruments. There was like, two melodicas. I'm going to start eating pie, by yeah. the way. Is that okay? Um, anyway... No, 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 go on. To ramble, but it was no, no, no. Uh, it was an amazing. I uh, want you to continue to ramble as I eat this berry pie a la mode, which is beautiful. Oh, we should take photos. Remember, we have to. Yeah, we gotta take photos. Oh, oh, I forgot. We gotta go back. Uh, go back. I forgot. A, someone said something about our show in a photo. They wanted to know why there were two uneaten eggs on my plate. Why there were. Oh, in the Instagram photo that we put up of that episode. Right. So I took a photo of you last week after we had eaten, after we were done recording. And your plate is mostly empty, but it's a huge plate. And it has two completely untouched eggs over easy sitting on it. Yeah. And why is that? Well, if you had listened to the show, which he didn't. Right. Some friend. Uh, I don't really like eggs. And the only reason I got those eggs were because... Martha explained that it was cheaper to get the combo. So that mystery is solved. I'm gonna eat some pie. And you would actually I thought it might eat the eggs, but then I just You'd actually offered the eggs to me. But I had a Monte Cristo sandwich with half fries, half onion rings, coleslaw and a pickle. Which I could hardly make it you know, I don't know if I'm ever gonna order a Monte Cristo sandwich again. Why? I just couldn't get through it and it wasn't my vibe to be honest. Um I want you to get back to what you were talking about, though, because one of this is not a listener comment, but this is something that I commented to myself in my head walking over here. I talk too much on this show. Well, someone's got to fill this hour. Well, it's your turn now. <laughs> um, well, I just feel like I, uh, I don't know what I have to say. I mean, that that was fun night. That was a bachelor party. It was a great bachelor party. Only dudes? Uh, only dudes. Well, did Nihal, you, his fiance, was at the house when we got there. Yeah, I played like a... I'm not much a musician, but I did have a wooden block with a stick and a, had some oh, ridges on it. Oh, wooden block with a stick. <laughs> so you call those things. Wow. It's got ridges in the middle. It's like... Uh, David actually <clears throat> isn't 36. I, he grew up in the Depression. <laughs> <laughs> I had a borax box and um, a wadded up stick. David starting on the chocolate cream pie. It's very good. Which is very decadent looking. One of my favorite looking. things to get here. Actually, this is delicious, though. Pie. The berry pie. I've had the berry pie, too. It's really good. Wait, am I supposed to split with you? Because you're sick, right? Oh, too bad. 
So sad. <laughs> I'll eat from the other end of this chocolate cream pie. Heavy on the cream. I actually... Oh, sorry. I shouldn't still be sick. But I've been going hard for like 10 days. Here's something and that... my body needed rest and I haven't been giving it to it, so I've... So I've you think to, you're just worn down? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're not contagious, right? I don't know what it means. One of it my favorite you, things that just people... Just take a bite of that fucking pie and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> the die is cast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Find out if I get sick next week. I'm live at the Astro. Although we're pre-recording, so I might not have enough time to... So that's a perfect time to get sick. Because why? Because then he'll... If you don't get sick till after we record, it'll be fine. I actually... I used to get sick just about every Christmas. And even... Not just like a, a common cold or anything. I would... It, it's almost as if... You know, that idea that once you have a chance to slow down, you'll get sick. Uh, so I would get chicken pox. Like when I got chicken pox, it was Christmas. Wow. Um, it was like clockwork every year and only once a year. I think wow. I would... I would get sick. It doesn't happen anymore. Uh, but now that I have a full-time job, and I'm only going to like take you know breaks during the traditional holiday seasons, maybe I'll get sick this year. Wow, I'm really asking for it, aren't I? <laughs> also, Mercury's in retrograde. Like, what am I doing? Jeez, Louise. Uh, so we went to a fun show together. Yeah, this week. Yeah, we did. Grizzly I, Bear was fantastic. It was great. I've, and I have seen them a lot, and ever since they've—I think I've saw them on their first tour. Uh huh. Pretty sure, and I've seen them over the years, probably like a, one show per album, which I don't know how many there, there's been four, I think. But I've seen them a lot over like more than ten years. Yeah. And this was an exceptional like standout show. Yeah, you said something that I wanted to ask you about. We had the opportunity to go backstage after the show to like the little party thing. And you were like, oh, I don't really like to normally like to do these things. And I was curious why you have reservations. Why don't I like to go backstage? Yeah. What I is mean, it about that experience? I, that... Thank you so much for having us backstage. Uh, <laughs> Grizzly Bear. <laughs> Edward, thank you. Daniel. Uh, I mean, it's... I, I've done it a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I think that in this case, like, I consider them my friends and I want to, like, support them and so it's like nice to be like hey good show but uh -huh. that's about that's as yeah. far as it's gonna go you know and, uh -huh. and so it's a little bit like going to a party and i'll see a lot of people that i know uh -huh. it's a little bit like going to a party where you know you see all these people that you need to say hi to in the back uh -huh. of the room and you often don't even get there like in this right. case like i didn't say even say hello um it's just sort of an odd social atmosphere backstage yeah, yeah. um and sometimes i think you know there's probably a spectrum to this, uh, depending on who it is. But, you know, people just did a big show. They've been on tour for, like, months. Like, they probably don't really want to, like, socialize very much, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm sensitive to that, I guess. Yeah. But I think that it's, well, we should call Emily Post grandchildren and ask them about this. But, you know, I think it's good to, like, if you're given backstage passes, to, like, go back, try to say hi. And then peace out. Yeah. Like, I think that's the polite thing to do. Yeah. I feel like we And I really that. We thought that. that the show was fantastic. Yeah. Like, I, it was Really great. good lights. They, like, yeah, they, they had this very simple light show, which normally if I'm at a rock show, I'm like, turn off the lights. You know, it's, it's just like a bad strobe <laughs> or something. And, you know, yeah. I, like, I, I feel, like, threatened by it or aggressed by it. Right. But in this case, they had this uh, sort of 
semi-translucent like tapestry hanging across the stage at like an angle. Like kind of gauze-like. Mm -hmm. And these like uh, audience-facing lights that were very like simple, geometric, um, you know, often timed with the music. And I thought it was really effective. We were on the mezzanine level. Oh, hello, Martha. Hey, Martha. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Always before more coffee. I go. Oh, before you go? <laughs> before I go to give Oh, yeah. Yes, right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for paying so much attention to us. Uh, she's so sweet. So we, it was at the Wilton. We should find out when she's working the night shift. We should. And, come, and that's, yeah. Well, if, if she has a night shift it, yeah, within, this week. before you leave, yeah, yeah. then we'll come that I feel day. like we could also have a little more time with her at night. I want to get to one more thing about the Grizzly Bear show sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that I thought sorry, was exceptional, sorry. which is that it was at the Wiltern, which is this another beautiful landmark beautiful. LA building. Art Deco, would you call that? Art, absolutely, Art Deco. Gatsbyan, would you call it? <laughs> sure thing. Well, it's it's actually copper, uh, but it's oxidized, you know, in in the air, and so it has this like brilliant, you know, aqua marine color, basically. Um, you know, it looks like copper oxide. Uh, it's a beautiful building, and I've gone to shows there since I was a kid. As I mentioned to you, I saw Marcel Marceau, the famous yeah, yeah. French mime there when I was 15. I have a poster from you that show with my 14. ticket stub hanging in You told in me my 14 house. when we were there. I, I, I just don't want, know. I just want to make the facts. It was, I, I think it was before I went to boarding school, so I, I would have been 14 at the most. Okay. Um, and I could be out. wrong about that, but, out. but I have the poster in a frame with the ticket stub from that night so I can look at the date and we can do it on next week's fact check. And coincidentally, my father took me and gave me that poster and ticket stub in a frame. So thank you for the fact check, Dad. Always with the facts. Um, <laughs> always with the facts, Dad. <laughs> I told myself I wouldn't talk about my dad that much on this podcast. <laughs> but he is one of our only listeners. So, yeah. Um, he provided us with a lot of useful information, too. Point is, we were at the Wiltern, and uh -huh. I, because I like to support my friends, I did not take Edward up on his Instagram offer to all his friends for guest list passes. He was like, passes are running out. And I hadn't asked. He had been like socializing about it and I hadn't responded. And it was like the day before the show. And I was like, would be fun to take David for his birthday. It was uh -huh. the night before David, David's actual birthday. Um, David's birthday was yesterday. Correct. And this was Wednesday. So I, I bought tickets. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. And I ended up buying tickets on the mezzanine, and so there are seated tickets where the floor is like general admission. Um, and I was kind of bummed about that. And then your friend Dennis was in town and staying with you, and you guys got him a third ticket, but that was on the floor. And then I was like stressed out that maybe we would have to be separated. Uh, and there was this whole rigmarole about armbands. Anyway, we ended up sneaking onto the floor, basically, because we thought it would be better. Uh -huh. But it was just as they were starting, and it was like a wall of bodies yeah, that see seemed to be, all be like nine feet tall. We could not see a thing. And so we got back up to the mezzanine, and there, were, uh, there was a third open seat next to the two that I'd got. And so we watched from the mezzanine, and I thought that that was a great concert experience. You could really see and hear. It's a small enough theater that, like, um, you know, there probably aren't any bad seats yeah, on great. the mezzanine. And beyond, like, the opportunity to, like, sway more aggressively, um, like, nothing was lost, basically. And just taking in the light show that way and being able to sit and really listen to the music and see the show was a great experience. Top notch. Yeah, so I would recommend. And at some point, Daniel Rossin 
from Grizzly Bear was like, shout out to the old people up top. <laughs> and we were, and I was like, I'm glad I'm one of those old people yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I even talked to my friend Alex, Alex Braverman, who I've mentioned. I'm 39 years old, man. What's that? I said I'm 39 years old. That's right. <laughs> Getting up there. Um, I talked to Alex Braverman yesterday morning, and he was at the show the same night we were. We were texting, but we never saw each other. Uh, and he was going again the second night. And I told him about my mezzanine experience, and he seemed to be kind of into it. Like, he, he was on the floor, and I was like, it was so hard to see, and it was so good to be on the mezzanine. And, and he was like, how do you get up there? Um, and I was like, I think you have to, like, have assigned tickets. Although, there were a couple empty seats, like, Dennis was able to sit down. Nobody challenged our seats. That was another pleasant thing. So that was our night out together. And then there was my birthday party. Right. We were, we've hung out a lot this week. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So I Sunday was, was your birthday party. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of my friends came out. Tom Kenny's band. Tom Kenny's band played at uh, Joe's Great American Bar and Grill in Burbank. Uh, if you don't know Tom Kenny, he's probably most famous for being the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. But he also has this kick-ass band that plays like a lot of like 50s R&B and like New Orleans Huge band. songs. Yeah, 11 piece band. Brass, Three b- backup singers. Backup singers. They're dancing. They've got outfits Keyboards, on. Keyboards. Yeah. Um, he wore this like red vet jacket that was amazing, and he was like full on. You know, he serenaded a dog at one point. He was really over I, the top. I, Tom, I want to say your show business was at 100. <laughs> percent Yeah, he was. He was working the crowd. Yeah. He was down in the audience. Yeah. He was really moving. He swallowed the microphone, literally holding the microphone in his mouth, both yeah. hands free, mm-hmm. several times. Yeah. Tom, I hope that that was your own microphone and didn't yeah. belong to Joe's Great American Bar. It was Crow. also. <clears throat> it was also really funny. Like you know, there's a big dance floor. And it's a sports bar, so there's like lots of TVs, and they had like this one giant projection screen behind the dance floor, and it was news coverage of the wildfires. <laughs> so it's like all these people dancing, and then just like footage of just like California burning like on a huge screen. It was. Yep. I thought that I took. It was great. What I think is actually a pretty good picture of you and blowing out huge, your birthday cake. There was that. Oh, yeah, but backdrop. that was like a suburban street in the background. Yeah, there was a. Uh, it was a big car accident. A bunch of my friends' cars got smashed up at the end of the party. So I went with my friend Sorry Rob, and we got back to actually Chinatown. We were going to grab a bite to eat, and this was way out in Burbank. And uh, Shout out to the valley. Shout out to the valley. We were there this week. Um, Rob realized that he had left his card behind the bar, <gasps> and so he had to go back and get it. And he called me because I said, let me know if, you know if you have any trouble or whatever. He called me in to tell me that he had gotten it back and also that there was this huge accident outside <laughs> and he walked in and nobody he recognized was still there except for SpongeBob. <laughs> Rob's words, not mine. Yeah. So what happened? Um, as best as I've pieced it together, I was a little bit, I've been drinking since two in the afternoon. Your birthday. Right. So my, my, the details are a little foggy, but basically I think this bicyclist was riding the wrong way on the road. And this car swerved to miss him and then plowed into the three cars that were directly in front of the bar, which were my friend Tony and Evelyn's car and then our friend Rebecca's car and then our friend Senor Moore's car. And they've just got like, bam, 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 one, two, three, like. Wow. And. Uh, but everyone's okay. Everyone's okay. I think some of the cars might have gotten totaled. But wow. Whatever. 
<laughs> just kidding. That's just a joke. It's it's joking. Everything's joking. Um, yeah, but it was. Other than that, it was a smashing success. It was a really fun party. Yeah, it was great. And it seems like you've had. Uh, I'm telling you, man, it's a lot been, of celebration. Been like, yeah. Ten days of just right because the night before we saw a Grizzly Bear, you saw Pussy Riot. I saw Pussy Riot. Yeah, yeah it was a, that was an amazing show too. Uh, yeah. So you saw three shows this week. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I want to talk about one other thing. Okay, we have nine minutes. Caitlin released this podcast. Oh yeah. <clears throat> the uh, it's the fourth episode of season two of the Uncertain Hour about it's an amazing show. It's, it's an amazing it's show produced by. Two One of my, my close podcasts. friends, uh, Caitlin Ash, yeah. my girlfriend. And Chrissy Clark. And Chrissy Clark, a dear friend of ours. And a really talented team uh, on the Wealth and Poverty Desk at yeah. Marketplace. Um, others are also involved, who shall remain nameless. Uh, who? Well, okay, Maria, I believe her name is Holland Horse. Okay. Holland Horse. Uh, she, she is a temporary employee at Marketplace, who Caitlin thinks is just super talented. Uh Tommy Andres, is that his name? Who is a producer at Marketplace. And, oh, I mean, Nancy Fergali yeah, is editing editor. that. Yeah, Nancy's great. Um, yep. So everybody's working really hard on it, and it's really, really good. So Caitlin's has an episode that she is voicing and has been reporting for the past eight months. She traveled all over the U.S., and it's all about one sentence on the label for OxyContin that basically... Uh, provided for the drug companies to really push it and the doctors to start prescribing it super widely. This one sentence. Um, this season's all about regulation. So how did that sentence get on that label? And who wrote it is the starting point for a really powerful hour of podcasting that you should all check out. Um, it's a good, uh, like, counter story to, to the Astropod. To live from that. Yeah, they're kind of companion pieces. <laughs> yeah, you really. You should but, listen to the back to back. <laughs> I'm just super proud of Caitlin, and it, there's also like a powerful emotional story in there. I mean, I know I know that there's been a lot of great stories about uh, the opioid epidemic, but I think that if you press play, you will listen all the way through and be glad you did. So I wanted to recommend that because I'm proud of her, and it's really good. That's all I wanted to get to. I have this little piece of brown paper that I, I wrote some notes down when I was out to dinner last night, and I, it was like a brown paper-covered table, and I ripped it off, and I brought it with me. I think I got to everything. Nice. <clears throat> well, we got five and a half minutes to kill. Yeah, we. I've noticed that every week we... Around this time, we start like looking at the recorder, and because we've decided that we're only going to do like a solid hour, which I think is still a good policy. Yeah, Caitlin's yeah. suggestion was that we do a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> the show's great, but maybe I don't know. Maybe half the length. I feel like people, the people that will ultimately be paying one thousand dollars to get behind the paywall, might feel a little ripped off if it's only half an hour. It's true. Yeah, we don't want to give them short shrift. What I'm hoping maybe is that we can get Martha over here one more time before yeah. we hit stop yeah. uh, in four minutes. Oh, here she is. 
We just want to say thank you again. Oh. Yes. We're about and, to stop recording. And no, you don't have to thank me. I thank you for coming are, and seeing me. Are you working at night any night this week? No. No. Okay. Never again. Never again. Because <laughs> we want to come so. back one night this week and record. No, I'm sorry. But we'll be back. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, but if we come at night, maybe we'll see Roman, who has been yeah. talked about on every episode. Yeah. We haven't seen him. He, it seems that we're not aligning with his shift schedule whatsoever. Do you think we should ever sit at the counter? I would love to sit at the counter. Actually, I've never sat at the counter. Have you? No. I've only come here with you. I've never come here outside of a, our breakfast. Hey. I think I came here first with you. I have been here, I think, only once. Uh, at a sort of businessy date that I referred to on an earlier podcast without you. Other than that, it's always been you. So I think that we've done a good job here of establishing this place a little bit more in yeah. its context. I think so too. I think we talked about our lives. I think that maybe we could even seed the last three minutes of this podcast to next episode. Maybe when we come at night, Wait, you're saying stop no, it no. now and then do an hour and three minutes next week? I'm just joking. So far, the episodes have been one's an hour and 28 seconds, and I think one's 59.59. Oh, really? Yeah, I think mm. so. It's hard to really dial it in. Do you want to be in charge of hitting stop this time? Sure. Which one of these is stop? This one? Uh, yeah. The little the buttons the square are on it. Yeah, the, <laughs> the buttons, uh, the painting on the buttons has worn off. We should say if there's anyone out there that wants to sponsor this show... Right. Email us at theastropod at gmail.com. I think Keep the listener comments coming. Right. Thank you, everybody who's engaging with us. Use any platform you like. Yeah. Uh, text, email, phone calls. Yep. If you call me and leave me a voicemail, I will play it on this podcast. Whoa. As long as it passes muster with the editorial board of the Astro. <laughs> oh, I wanted to bring up just a sort of lightning round at this point. Okay. You met my sister. I did meet your sister. I've heard so much about her, and I finally met her. I was excited for yeah, that. Yeah, it was great. Um, she's a pretty powerful person. <laughs> she seemed powerful. She seemed like she was going on a lot of cylinders. She so was surfing. She was going to PTA meetings. She's, like, really active yeah. uh, in her school and church communities. I'm very impressed by her. And she's a, uh, you know, boss lady. She has a small business. Collection. Check out Collection on uh, Instagram uh, for all of your vintage and specifically American-made Levi's denim uh, and high fashion needs. It's a good time to check them out because it's the holiday season. She always has some kind of charitable, uh, you know, pro part of her proceeds are always going to some sort of charity. Um, we saw Elizabeth backstage at the Grizzly Bear show, and I think that her words to me were, excuse me, how could you come to what is essentially my show without telling me? And then you said, I texted you this morning. I did. But then it turned out you were a liar. No, I had texted her. Oh, I you had? At, yeah, I, I said, hey, are you going to GB tonight? And it w but we were texting about a bunch oh. of things, so maybe she just didn't absorb it. Okay. But Elizabeth, I think she like might have introduced some of the members of the band to each other, and she's like been around since way before they were a band, and so she's like toured with them, and she has a lot of love for them. Elizabeth is a great uh, producer of situations uh -huh. and like bringing people <clears throat> together. Is she invited on? Is she did she invite herself on? Did you know about the show? I've been telling her about the show, and 
I don't know if she knows what it's called or anything like that. I think I think I've sent her the link to it. But yeah, it's like with a lot of texts, it's like when she's busy, sometimes she won't look at a text from her brother. <laughs> but she'll look at, you know, 60%. So thank you everyone for listening. Get in touch with us for sponsorship opportunities. Keep the comments and topic suggestions yeah. coming. Any questions you want us to discuss, always let us know in any way. Good show. Dead air. <laughs> we finally got to it. Well, we still need to get some Ambi. All right. Room tone. This is like the secret track portion. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll cut this uh, back matter and I will put uh, the Gorilla Taco song on the end of this. Yeah, go for it. Thanks. Yeah.